Hello everyone, welcome to Fauna Paradigm, the podcast about exotic pets. I'm Nairi, your host. You might notice I sound a little bit different, hopefully I'll go back to normal soon. I've been having a very bad bout of silent reflux, which burns my vocal cords. I didn't know that that was happening because it's silent, so uh, I was suffering for about two months, unable to talk properly at all. So I'm just happy that I can talk, really. Though there will be more coughs for me to edit out. (laughs) Today's episode was recorded last year in 2022, but I decided I would save it for the switchover to Fauna Paradigm from Stolen Our Hearts. I really hope you'll enjoy it. It's about roof rats. Remember, if you're looking for ferret content, come on over to the Ferret Paradigm podcast. Um, would you like to introduce yourself to people listening? Okay, sure. Um, yeah, my name is uh, Brian Starr, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I guess you could say I'm the owner of Pet Roof Rats, um, mm-hmm. and we breed uh, roof rats. <laughs> and uh, maybe some of your listeners don't know what a roof rat is. In Europe, they call them black rats. Mm-hmm. Um or they're officially Radis Radis, and we've been breeding them for about five years now. Hmm. Um, what got you started with that? Well, um, funny thing, because we used to breed uh, Norway rats. And, okay. um, and, and Norway rats are fancy rats? Yeah, the fancy rats. Okay. Mm-hmm. We actually used to breed Dumbo rats. In fact, hmm. uh, our name used to be O.C. Dumbos. And um, people, we were pretty well known, and um, people uh, started bringing us these rescue rats that they had found, these little baby rats, like litters and things, and um, asked us if we could help them. And uh, I mean, it's, you know, this was in Southern California. It's surprising. You've, you know, quite a lot of people found these little babies, and we got we got quite good at rescuing them. The thing is, though, once they got big enough, we realized soon enough that they weren't actually normal rats at all. Um, in fact, they were roof rats. That's the native. Well, it's 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 an introduced species. It's not really native to America at all. It was brought over by you know on ships. They they call mm-hmm. them ship rats also. But that's the type of rat that you would find often in the wild in California because it's it's a warm climate um so uh some of them were really nice and uh since we already bred rats I got to thinking you know what if I bred these guys what would I get so I I I got some very nice ones I decided to try breeding them and yeah, of course, you can do it. <laughs> so you chose based on their personalities? But... Right. Um, well, yeah, um, we were really lucky because uh, one of the first rats that we were actually brought, uh, we later named Rufy, and she was an incredibly tame and friendly rat. Um, I mean, 
people would come over and they would ask us, well, why are you bothering with these rats? They're just wild rats. And I'd let Mm -hmm. them hold Rufy. And well, you know, that's it. You don't need to ask anymore. That's why, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Rufy, Rufy, you could play with her like a little kitty. Mm -hmm. She knew her name and she would come when called. Um, she was so tame. I think she almost didn't believe she was a rat because the other rats were kind of a bit wild and, and, and nutty. And she would just sit off to the side and look at them. It's like, what the heck is wrong with you? you know? And when I'd open up the door, she'd come running out and run up my arm and the, you know, the other one's like, okay, goodbye. You know? Right. So, um, I think that because we had Rufy, it was actually quite easy to tame them. Um, hmm. All of our rats are descendant from her. Okay. So the the thing is, we had to obviously, you know, she was, you know, she's a female. You have to cross her with males. None of the males were that tame. So the second, the the you know, the first generation born in captivity wasn't that tame, really. Um, although we still have actually Popeye, he's, we still have him. He, he is, he was her son and, um, he was one of the few somewhat tame ones. Um, and he is still alive and he's still able to make babies. He just had another litter a couple weeks ago. Um, after all this time. So he's like four years old. (laughs) How long do they live for? That's a good question. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure because, as I said, Popeye's at least four years old. In fact, I know when he was born, yeah, he's four years old. And he's still healthy. He's still able to, you know, be a father, Mm. so to speak. Um, And, um, you know, he, he, I don't, I don't see any sign that he's going to go anytime soon. Mm. It'll be really tragic when he does. Because yeah. he's really all we have left from Rufy directly now. I, I mean, I was there when he was born, you know. Um, but um, it's anyone's guess how long he's actually going to live. Um, probably five years at least, I would think. That's quite good. <laughs> it's quite rats, good. That's really it, it is quite good for rats. Um but part of the reason is part of the reason they live so long is because um, Norway rats are domesticated and therefore they're bred for the convenience of humans, mm-hmm. not necessarily for their own health. So mm-hmm. there's a really high uh, prevalence of uh, things like tumors, um, especially in females, mammary and pituitary tumors. And, um, you know, uh, a lot, they get a lot of respiratory illnesses, a lot of obesity. And I mean, you know, um, if you, um, if you breed animals, you know, one of your goals is, is, is that they're very fuck, you know, fecundity, you know, that they're, that they're fertile, that they, Mm -hmm. they get pregnant easily and have a lot of babies. To be honest, roof rats can be a pain to, to breed. They're not they're not that cooperative, and they tend to mature more slowly. and And very often, they don't uh, get pregnant when you want them to, and they have small litters. And so, from a breeder's perspective, that's that's not helpful. And I'm sure that people bred Norway rats to make them convenient to breed. But in order to do that, um, you know. 
you're sort of breeding to them to be very reproductively productive, right? And consequently, um, you know, that's why they get pituitary tumors and mammary tumors and all of that and why they get obesity and all of these things, because we want them to, you know, to mature fast and have a lot of babies and be able to nurse them and all of that. So, of course, they have all those bits that that do that um, very efficiently, but that's not necessarily good for their health. And right and um you know it's an and so our rats are more natural in that they're they were bred to survive in the wild so they have to be healthy they you know they don't have big litters big litters are not helpful you know it's 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 hard on the mom it's you know it attracts a lot of predators and blah 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 so it's not good for you know for uh rats to have massive litters very quickly and get pregnant easily and all of that it's um you know Mm. so they don't do it around how many do they have in the litter well um first of all they only have eight nipples as opposed to 12 on a Norway rat. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Wow. Yeah, that is true. So Norway rats um, very often will have litters at least 12, and, and, and it's common even 16 or 17, and they can nurse them successfully. Um, roof rats, um, I would say four to six is pretty average. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the moms will do better than that, and you might even get 10 or even 12. But it's not common at all. I guess it doesn't really matter for you how, um, if it's only four baby rats, right? I mean, uh, well, yeah, I don't need it? a massive amount. Um, no. No. I, I mean, quality. you know, at the end. <laughs> quality no, you, <laughs> Yeah, well, four, four, is a good, four is a good size. Um, you know, when you're, when you're trying to um, – uh, select them, uh, breed them selectively. Um, it's good to have a few in the litter so you can choose out of that litter which ones mm-hmm. you want to breed, you know, but you don't want to have a massive amount, um, especially now because pretty much all the babies we have are good, so we need to find them all homes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're good pets, and, um, you know, it's it, sometimes it's really hard even deciding which ones we're going to keep because we could – we could keep them all easily, but we can't. We don't have space. <laughs> <laughs> How do you um, choose the breeding pairs? Like, um, how do you get new lines into your um, your line? Like, so it's not inbred. <laughs> right. Well, um, we we have a um, we have a spreadsheet. Uh, where I've kept track of all the matings going basically all the way back to the founders, mm-hmm. you know. So all the rats that we've ever kept, um, I have I have a record of them and all their babies and blah 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 and their characteristics, mm-hmm. um, things you know, colors and and, and that sort of thing. Um, so um, I know which ones are related, obviously, and um, and I know which would be uh, good matings um, because in a way, you know, and you, I don't know if you have any experience as a breeder, you might, um, you know, 
it's almost like mixing paint in a way because you know okay this one's this one's very very friendly but she's a bit timid this one's a bit bossy you know but he's quite brave let's mate him and see what happens right mm. um and you and also you kind of know which which females are not going to do good with which males because roof rats if the male is not able to dominate the female, sometimes the female beats him up and it's not good. <laughs> They're not going to get any babies that way either. Um, so you, you kind of have to know. Um, so first of all, I try to decide which matings would be good. And, and like you said, you don't want to, you, you don't want to be too inbred, but um, in some sense I do, I do line breeding and then I cross, you know, yeah. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll have some subgroups that, that I'm breeding together and then I cross them and I get some babies that way. And then, you know, and then I can use those babies either to start a new line or to mate with the other one, other lines that I have. Um, okay. yeah. But they were all related to Rufy at the start or did you bring in some others as well? Well, obviously I would have had to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because she's not capable of, unless I'd cloned her, which would have been great. Um, that would problem solved, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but unfortunately, no, I'm not at that level yet. Um, so, yeah, I had, a, I had, um, I would say my founding, uh, maybe seven litters. Um, and then uh, that's from California. And then I actually got more rats from another litter here in Florida mm -hmm. when I moved out here. And that was a bit interesting because in California, all the rats came from, come from Asia and mm. consequently they're all agouti and you don't get any black rats in California. Oh. But um, you, you might know um, that these rats are called black rats in Europe because in Europe, this same species of rat tends to be black. Oh. So it's really just one gene. Um, but um, well, there's probably a lot of differences because Florida rats tended to be bigger and a bit more aggressive and black. Um, so there's probably a few differences genetically. So that, that basically, so I crossed them in and then crossed them out. And so now I've got some black ones that are tame and I've got some goody ones that are tame. And now I can kind of line breed those and then cross them together. Hmm. And anybody in the audience who, who breeds Norway rats, by the way, you may think that black is recessive, but in roof rats, it's, it's dominant. It's a dominant uh, okay. trait. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, by a goatee, what color is that? Or what is that? Um, I think you would, you would call it maybe like a tabby cat color. Okay. Um, so I, uh, do you, you, uh, you have ferrets, right? I've got ferrets, yeah. Well, you know, don't, isn't there a color in ferrets where it's kind of banded? You know, like the hair has, is sort of like switching between brownish and blackish or reddish. And, you know what I mean? Um, not really, no. <laughs> um, oh. There are some different color ferrets, but um, they're usually sort of brown, black, gray maybe and white um all right yeah so there's literally an agouti gene okay and right. humans have it too by the way which which in many animals it causes 
um, the hair shaft to toggle between um, black, you know, and mm -hmm. some other base color, Ooh. often gray or brown. And that's called, so that's called the agouti gene. And as I said, in, in uh, norobrats, that's a dominant trait. And in um, roof rats, it's recessive. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, you've already answered some of my question here, but what's the personality difference between roof rats and Norway rats? Um, okay, so roof rats... Um, the main the main difference there are two uh sources of difference here um f first of all obviously because we haven't been breeding them domestically quite as long um they're still going to be um uh, and this is probably due to this um there there's still a bit more uh, uh skittishness or timidity um mm -hmm. in many of my rats not all but but many of them, and this is something that we're trying to breed out, you know, because that would that would be a, a negative uh, trait for most people. They don't want pets that are timid, you know. Mm. But but that said, I mean, you know, it's it's normal. It's a normal variation. I mean, even pet Norway rats. Oh heck, even pet dogs mm. and cats. You get yeah. some timid ones and some brave ones. Okay, so I don't think you'll ever be able to breed it out entirely, um, but the propensity that that they'll be less timid over time is is something we're hoping for. Um, so then the other thing that causes a difference is roof rats are an arboreal species. Um, I don't know what are ferrets arboreal or do, do they live in tunnels? Um, it, it's more tunnels. <laughs> Okay, so that I think they call it fossorial or something. So um, the so uh, Norway rats, um, they're you know their their um, original environment that they evolved to live in was to live in burrows, um, whereas roof rats evolved to live in trees. Okay. Um, so you can think of all the differences in adaptation that. Uh, an arboreal rat would have versus mm. a rat that lived in burrows. Um, and so this is something that, um, you know, people expect them to be, you know, I call them a rat. They expect them to be the same as a rat. Well, they're a rat, but, you know, they've evolved to live in trees. So they mm. don't think exactly the same way as a, as a Norway rat would think. Um, they think vertically, you mm. know, um, they feel safest going up like uh, cats do the same you know we have cats too it's it's amazing you know uh, the the parallel between cats and roof rats and dogs and norway rats you know so they're very good at jumping very good at climbing they're quite quick quite agile um and um basically if they don't want to be on you they ain't gonna stay on you <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to. <laughs> they just jump off somewhere. They just jump off, and they're pretty quick. <laughs> so, um, you know, so when it, uh, I, I don't know if you saw this, you might not have. I, I just recently posted a video where I, where you, do, do you know what a, a, a baby Groot is? 
you know, Groot, yes. you know, the yes, little my baby Groot. Yeah. So I've got, so we've got a baby Groot, the robotic baby Groot. And, um, and I showed the reaction of a cat to baby Groot versus a roof rat. And the cat's just like, you know, just looking at the baby Groot's like, what are you on about? <laughs> and the roof rat, they, they hear the baby Groot doing this and they're like, you know, they bam, they're, you know, they react immediately. Um, yeah, you know, because they're timid, and because Groot is is bigger than them. <laughs> At the end of the day, he's bigger. Um, so that you know, he's a scary guy. Um, but the thing is, they didn't jump down. Groot was on the shoulder. They're over there. They come over here. Baby Groot's doing this thing. They're like, "Jing!" They go over there. They didn't jump down. You know what? My first rats five years ago, except for Rufy, they would have been off in a flash. You'd be looking for them all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they feel pretty safe with you. So that's nice. they they do, and it's and it's genetic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's a lot of hard work that went into that. Mm-hmm. You know, to get those rats to stare on you when Baby mm-hmm. Root scares the poop out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, literally. Um, so <laughs> with um, with the fancy rats, they usually, um, talk about scaring the poop out of them, they usually go to the toilet in one-ish corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what's, the, um, what's the roof rat like? As a, how do they live? Like what's their, do they live in a group? Do they live in a, um, like individually or? Do they go to the toilet in a corner? What do they eat? Let's let's hear everything about. All right, all right. Let's 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 (laughs) let's break it down. Okay. So again, these are arboreal animals. So animals that live in a burrow, they sort of have to be more kind of cheek and jowl. You know, they've got limited space and they've got to get along. Um, So um, the the thing about an arboreal rat is, I mean, you know, they've got all the trees, treetops. They're, they're not forced to be with each other. It's kind of like you think about cats and dogs, same deal, right? Cats, cats can be very social animals. They clearly like, they have friends, mm. you know, they're nice to each other. They like being around people. You can't say that they, they're not social at all. But on the other hand, they can also they can also be solitary and they can get away from other cats if they don't want to be around them anymore. Mm. You know, so it's a little bit unnatural. If you imagine you took some cats that didn't know each other and put them in a cage, that would be fairly yeah, unnatural yeah. for the cats, <laughs> you know, probably for dogs, too. But let's not go there. Um, <laughs> um yeah, so um, and so roof rats are very similar. They are they are social. They like having cage mates as long as they like them. You know, yeah. um, you know we don't t- tend to keep massive amounts of them together. That would be weird. You know, <laughs> maybe three or four in the same cage, five at most. Um, it'd be very very unusual to have uh, even five in a cage. Mm. Um, three or four is 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 a decent number. Um, they don't, if you introduce them at an early age, they tend, they tend to, you know, be friends and grow up together. It can be hard to introduce full grown, uh, you know, adult roof rats, especially Mm -hmm. the males, 
it's probably the same for Norway rats to some extent. Similar, I would yeah. say, yeah, it can be tough at the you know after once they've reached maturity, that there's a switch that goes off, and they start to realize <clears throat> this is my territory. You belong here. That guy doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know you. Stay away. Um, and um, okay, so as far as um, do they pee and poo in the same place? Yes, they do. They do often pee in the same place. They're not quite as selective about their poos. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're quite generous about the poos, <laughs> scattering them around. You know, they <clears throat> want everybody to benefit from them. Um, <laughs> you know, including you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they don't the, the they don't tend to pee on on uh people as much as Nor- Norway rats are I mean you may know this you know uh, if, yeah, oh, they, if they <laughs> like you oh yeah they're just like okay let me just yeah there you go I <laughs> 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 you must really like me I mean I'm dripping here <laughs> I didn't know you had that much in you um so uh roof rats not really. Uh, they don't tend to pee on. Um, they don't do a lot of marking. It's called marking. I mean, the point is, is to, you know, it's they're using their scent to mark their territory. And again, if you think about it, these are arboreal rats. They live in trees. What are they going to mark? A branch, a leaf, you know? <laughs> The winds, the rain's going to come. It's gone in a day. So it's, you know, it's not like you're marking burrows or ground or something mm. where it's probably going to stay there. Um, and, and you know, it's concentrated. The other rats will smell it. They'll, they'll be, war- you know. So, um, I mean, there, and there's a lot of downsides to marking your territory because you're basically letting predators know where you are. Yeah. You know, and up in the trees, there's a lot of predators, right? That's where the, you know, eagles and crows and hawks, you know, they'll end mm. cats, obviously. Um, so uh, uh, they don't, they don't t- tend to do a lot of marking and, um, and basically the poops fall where they may. Um, <laughs> and um, okay. So um, they, they sleep, they like to sleep in hammocks. I, I think Norway rats do as well. They don't like sleeping on the ground very much. That's not mm-hmm. natural for them, um, except for uh, moms that are, that are nursing litters. In that case, we give them a house and a bunch of shredded paper, and they make a nest, and they keep the babies in there. Um, mm-hmm. But normally, they're going to sleep in a hammock above the ground. They don't spend a lot of time on the ground frankly they you know climb they you don't need to give them a ramp they can climb straight up a wall they can climb wow. up upside down they can do somersaults and backflips in the cage like like what's his name what's that guy's name in the matrix um neo yeah, neo. yeah you ever yeah. you ever see how neo can run up the wall and yes. <laughs> you know right these guys they really do that in real life huh. <laughs> so what kind of cages repeatedly sorry, what kind of cages <laughs> Are they, are they mesh? Are they tanks? Or um... Um, I would I would never um, put them in a tank. I know some people do, um, but uh, urine produces ammonia, and ammonia is very bad for rats. Not just roof rats. Mm-hmm. Um, they have very delicate respiratory systems, and ammonia basically burns the insides of their lungs. 
And uh, it, it, you know, you know the cilia that are supposed to sweep the particulates and and mm-hmm. and the bacteria out. It paralyzes them. Yeah, so, okay. you know, if if your rat's not living very long, maybe you should change a litter more frequently. Yes. <laughs> it could be part of it. Um, yes. So yes. we, in <laughs> fact, we actually use. Uh, do you know what zeolite is? Uh, zeolite is this um, powder you can use for horse stalls and stuff, and it, you can get okay. it in granular form. It's like sand, and we put that at the bottom where the urine would be, and it sucks up the urine and absorbs all the ammonia, and that really yeah. helps remove all the odor. It might work for ferrets as well. You might want to check it out. It might be, yeah. I'll see um, what it's Yeah, like. zeolite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't yeah. thought of that as a thing. Um yeah, we use um, newspaper kitty litter um, so we, that it's we, not chemicals. We do. We used to use that. We used to use yesterday's news. I think yeah, they've stopped making stuff. it now. Um, or at least here in America, they're going to stop selling different it. Different brand, yeah. Yeah, different brand. Um, but um, we now we actually um, we actually buy um, rat food and, and litter uh, directly from TechLad, you know, and, and, and Vigo. Because we have now we have a license, you know, to buy from them directly. So it's basically for lab rats. So it's all purified kitty litter now. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What do they eat? Um, well, they eat. Uh, they they could probably eat just about anything, um, given that they're rats, um, and uh, and. You know, we, we we do feed them in moderation. We feed them a lot of yummy things that, uh, you know, um, that you would probably like to eat as well, like different f- fruits and nuts and seeds, uh, green peas and things like that. But primarily what they eat um, is uh, TechLad 2018, <laughs> which okay. are lab blocks. Um and the reason we use that specific brand, by the way, it's not by accident. It has um, a very low amount of phytoestrogens, phytoestrogens, okay. um, because um, we noticed that we were giving them some other kinds of food that were high in things like clover and soy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was really reducing the ability of males to get females pregnant. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. And you know, if you think about it, by the way, I'm going to a little segue here. Um, plants are using chemical warfare against animals. They don't produce phytoestrogens by accident. They actually, it, it's actually almost a form of birth control. You eat enough of it, 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 it reduces the fertility of males. Um, and so this is not accidental that plants produce it. So if you want to breed your rats, you really don't want to feed them that stuff. <laughs> um, so when we switched over to using TechLad, which is specifically formulated to be low in that, because it, it also doesn't interfere with some of the assays and stuff that labs like to do with their rats, because mm. the other stuff does, um, then it improved their fertility. How do you come to discover that that was an issue for your rats? Like, what's the process? Like, um, oh, why isn't this happening? And 
I'll, I'll tell says. you because <laughs> because I was actually using TechLad 2018 entirely by accident when I was in California because the uh, animal feed store that I used to go to that's what they sold mm-hmm. and and I just happened to, that's that's what I where I happened to go and I happened to be buying it and then when I moved out to Florida um, the local feed stores didn't carry it anymore so mm-hmm. I had to switch to some other stuff. And suddenly my rats weren't getting pregnant anymore. And I'm like, I was freaking Ooh. out. I had no idea what was causing this. And so I tried a bunch of stuff. And then after a whole lot of research, I found out, wow, there's actually a difference between these two two different brands of, of rat food. And this is Ooh. what it is. Wow. Because... Because they actually see on the tin that this stuff is specially formulated to be low in these phytoestrogens. That's not something I'd ever considered before. It wasn't in my mm-hmm. radar, but then I, I looked and I said, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, how many rats do you have at the moment? Wow. <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, probably about 150. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. So how are you keeping all of them? Is it a big room or? Yeah, we've we've actually <laughs> built a separate. Um, we've we've built what we call the rat house. Ooh. It's a it's a separate structure that we actually built because I here in that's why one reason I moved out to Florida because it's cheaper out here. I was able to buy more than half an acre of land, like 20 minutes from Disney World, right? Wow. So, yeah, cool beans. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I hired some local guy who makes these. Uh, he specializes in making um, uh, steel barns. You know, mm-hmm. he makes these these um, uh, structures with, with steel uh, walls and roofs. Um, and primarily for, for horse barns and things like that. Okay. And I said, well, I want you to make me a house for my rats. And mm. he's like, well, I guess we can do that. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we had him custom make something um, bigger than I ever thought I would need, but it turns out that it wasn't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's got it's got a, a split. Um, what do you call it? The split AC, and it's got mm-hmm. it's got computer controlled ventilation and all of this stuff. And there's actually a, a room that's we call the playroom, which is basically a walk-in cage. Mm-hmm. It's five by ten feet walk-in cage, um, mm-hmm. with yeah, with like uh, you know the stainless steel mesh, mm-hmm. um, like one wall. Um, and then we've got racks and racks and racks uh, where we put the cages. And then at the end, there's a sink and all these other things, you know. Ooh. And, yeah, and these guys, they, they make a big mess. They're, they're rats and they're messy rats because they, they're arboreal. So they do all these backflips and stuff. I might have mentioned that. And uh, they kick the litter out all night long. And so every morning we have this vacuum robot vacuum cleaner that goes in and cleans up after us. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's all controlled by computer. <laughs> uh, so just practicalities. What is, what brand is this robot vacuum cleaner? Because I would love a robot vacuum cleaner, but I'm worried that it will catch on the poos and like just mash it everywhere. So like, <laughs> what do you recommend? Well, <laughs> 
I mean, the best so far, the best one we could find was like it's an uh, what is it called? Uh, robotic? Is it room? It's it's a J seven. Hang on, let me let me Google this. What, what what brand is it? Roomba, I think, isn't it? Roomba. It is Roomba. Okay. Roomba J seven, isn't it? Yeah. So the Roomba J seven. I mean, that's a that's so far that's the best we could find. I mean, I'm and it doesn't just mash things around on the floor. It's like no, I guess it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. But there, so. but we do. I mean, you know, at the end. That, yeah, I mean, rat poos are very small, and and I mean, you know, roof rat poos are they're like little tiny grains of rice, um, mm. but they're brown, but they're dry and they're hard and they're not stinky. They're I mean, if, yeah, and you know, honestly, if you weren't careful, you could mistake them for a grain of a little brown rice or something. So mm. I imagine. Yeah, they're probably, you know, that's <laughs> probably why people get so nervous when they find that rats are living in a, in a restaurant. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> rice isn't generally brown, but yeah. It, yeah, I know, but you know, if you're not too careful. Mm. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, okay, but I digress. Um, Yeah, but so, so no, the Roomba has no problem with those guys. Okay. But, it's it's the litter that sometimes is an issue um because some of those pieces of litter are a bit big so we do we we do kind of sweep up a bit you know to get the bigger bits you know mm -hmm. and then we just let the uh vacuum cleaner you know clean nice. up all the rest um so yeah <laughs> um so the I was about to call them ferrets um so the rats come out to play um do they they do, um, you know. I mean, yeah. We like I said, we have a playroom, so we've got a playroom, and you know, we've got stuff in there for them to play, and they play with us, and and that stuff. Um, we even found that some rats uh, kind of like to swim. I found that out by accident. <laughs> I was playing. We've got, you know, here in Florida, we have these fenced in um, swimming pools there. They, you know, it's, it's basically screened in because of all the mosquitoes out here and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. other critters. <laughs> yeah. Like snakes and things. So yeah. anyway, um, yeah, I know, but um, mm. I can, I can see a lake from my window. There's like, you know, a green path all the way down. So if there's anything nice. living there, he could come visit. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so uh, I was playing with the rat and it, you know, it, for, for whatever reason, this rat, you know, ran down, he wanted to go down and play around. And then he saw the swimming pool. He just jumped right in the swimming pool right in front of me and <laughs> swam across to the other side and popped right out again. I'm oh. like, oh, what? <laughs> So I thought, yay, you know, it was hot. I guess he just wanted to go for a swim. I don't blame him. Yes. But I'll tell you, he can swim a lot faster than I can. <laughs> <laughs> Little critters. I mean, I guess with being ship rats, the whole, you know, the, the rats leave the ship before the ship sinks. Thing, you know, I, I, I guess... I guess, but I, I, I just, one has to wonder how much selective pressure that would be to gain that skill. I suppose those are the ones who made it here to, <laughs> to, to the Americas, right? The other ones yeah, were still yeah, in Europe. They probably yeah. can't swim as well. <laughs> uh, um, 
So do you have a swimming pool for them now? Like, do you actually let them do it just for fun? Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I haven't really. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a good like suggestion. Like a bath thing, like a, a sand tray thing that you put water in for your dog. You know, but, you, you know, actually, actually, that's not a bad suggestion. Maybe we should, maybe I should try should. Get like a little kiddie pool or something for yeah. them, you know? Yeah, like why it. not? Well, they, if they enjoy it, why not? You know, it's yeah, just exactly. another thing they can do. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you, most of them, most of them just kind of like climbing up to the top of my head and jumping <laughs> off or things, weird things like that. <laughs> you know, so how many come out at the same time? Because you're going to have to rotate them. Yeah, it would. It would be a big tree. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some of them kind of know each other and their buddies. You know, you kind of got to know um, which ones know each other and will get on. Um, so uh, you might, you know, I might have a couple cages worth or three or four cages worth mm-hmm. in there if they're friends. If not, you know, um, I got to keep them separate, basically. Um, and this is probably a very silly question, but how easy is it to tell them apart? So make sure that they go back into the right cages. And um... No, that's not a silly question at all, because actually um, Norway rats have very pronounced colors and markings. Um, yeah, so that's what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, compared to roof rats. And so if you're not used to looking at them, they it can be quite subtle. Um, but they actually do have markings um, okay. and they do, but, but they're not, you know, uh, Norway rat markings, there are actually parts of their body that are entirely devoid of color, you oh. know, so think animals like ferrets, I, I don't know how the markings work in ferrets. I really don't, but I, but I've, uh, as far as I know, it's not like some area is totally white and some areas got, got color. Don't they have the just like different colors on bits of their body or whatever? Um, it depends. I've got one that's sort of grayish all over. So the fur is like white and then it fades into gray at okay. the tips. Um, but it's darker in certain areas. And I've got one which is um, a polecat. So she's darker on quite dark on different areas of her body um, and quite pale on other bits. And I had one so which was he- white. So. So the way the color works in ferrets is actually more similar to the way it works in roof rats. Because roof rats often have light colored bellies, um, but it won't be totally white, you know, and then they might have darker colored sides or maybe a bit of silvering on the side. And sometimes they'll have lighter areas Mm -hmm. and then they might have a very dark area kind of down their back or something. You know, mm-hmm. and so if you're attuned to that, you can spot it. If you're not, you won't notice it right away unless I pointed it out to you. Um, and some of our rats, uh, and you know, some of them are entirely black, melanistic, then they would be solid mm. black, even the bellies. But some of our rats also have a mutation which causes a white tail tip. And this marking is more similar to the markings that are found in Norway rats. A lot of people don't realize this, but the reason why Norway rats have markings is because um, during the development of the fetus, the the pigment cells migrate uh, from the head and the back down to the rest of the body and then over to the belly. So they kind mm. of go out like that. 
And the parts of the body where it didn't reach yet are totally white. They don't have mm -hmm. any pigment. And that's why this mutation in our roof rats, the tail tips are white because it didn't reach the tail tip, hmm. you see. So it's a, it's a totally different kind of marking that roof rats don't have. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm giving you all this genetics, but for me, it's no, that's fascinating okay. that's stuff. That's what you're interested in. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's fascinating stuff for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. So, yeah, yeah it's, um, yeah, it must be very involved as a breeder. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is actually. And there's a, you know, there's a lot of correlation between coloring and markings and behavior in rats. Right. And that's one reason why we're selectively breeding for the white tail tip ones, because Rufy had that, mm -hmm. and her son Popeye has that, and most of our more tame roof rats have it. The white tail tip marking is highly correlated with more calm, tame rats. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I suppose I, I need to ask this question now. Um, what happens to the rats that you choose not to breed? You, you keep either right. <laughs> What's happening to them? Well, we try very hard to find them good homes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them we can't. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it's, uh, but... <clears throat> At least we don't put them in pits for dogs, what? you know, like they used to do with Norway rats when they were breeding them. Did they? Okay. Yes, they did. That's great. Yeah, Google Jack Black. It's oh. very interesting. Jack Black, the the Queen's royal rat catcher. He okay. was a very colorful individual, and they used to they used to use Norway rats in in dog baiting pits. And they used to they used to put like a hundred rats in there, in mm. a in a pit with a dog, and then they would place bets on how many dog how many rats the dog could kill. Mm. And that's mm. what they did with most of the rats they caught. Mm. Yeah. Right. So we live in more civilized times now. Do. I don't have yes, you know, I imagine it was much very much easier to domesticate rats and find different colors and things like that when you had you know when you had somebody trapping them in sewers and then throwing them to dogs uh that's terrible yeah i never really yeah. thought about it. um yeah. they used to use um ferrets and dogs to get rats when it was um a plague of rats so yeah well yeah that's okay. but then i never thought about what really happened to the rats after so well, I'm I sure they were very nice killed. to them. Let's mm. <laughs> imagine so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, in an ideal rat home, um, what would you hope their humans are doing for them? Like, what? How should they be looked after in a home? In an ideal home, um, I would say uh, you should. Ideally, if you if you have a space where you could let them free range, you should, mm -hmm. um, because that's when they're going to be happiest. 
Um, and normally this office, um, you can't really see, but this is where I work during the day. And mm -hmm. I often bring, you know, my favorite rats in a little cage. And then I open up the cage and I, and they basically hang out with me all day. Nice. Um, nice. And this is, this is a pretty rat safe area, but most of my, my favorite rats are pretty tame and, and they, you know, I've taught them to come when they're called and things mm -hmm. like that. You know, they're very smart. Um, and that's really, you know, a lot of people think, you know, that they just keep their rats in a cage and maybe mm -hmm. just look at them or feed them treats or maybe take them out every so often. And as long as they remember to feed them and give them water and change their litter, that's fine. Um, maybe that's okay for a hamster, um, but like yeah, that's so. <laughs> not really okay for rats. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. they're super intelligent, at least so. Yeah, they they are. Okay. They they really are, and they're and and they're very social. And believe it or not, most rats once they've gotten to know you, they really want to spend time with you, yeah. and they'd really be quite happy to be able to spend time with you if you let them. Yeah. So we try to do that as much as we can, and and uh, we try to impress upon people who adopt them from us that once you once you trust your rat and you've got a, spa a space for them that's relatively safe just let them out and be with you why not mm. yeah why not exactly yeah. it seems silly to have a pet that you can't do that with but. yeah and roof rats are especially good for that purpose because see a norway rat if you put them on the ground that's kind of where they have to stay you put them on a desk they have to stay there roof rats desks and chairs and all that they're just trees to climb yeah. <laughs> you know so um i can put my rat any place in the room and eventually he'll find my keyboard <laughs> and what he does with that keyboard i'd rather not say well, <laughs> so are they quite naughty with um... they're they're quite naughty when he's not trying to type a message to his friends <laughs> he's he's marking it <laughs> <laughs> so I take back <laughs> I take back what I said. Um when it comes to keyboards, yes, they do like marking things. <laughs> and, and and mice apparently. Mice and keyboards, somehow they know this is the thing I should mark. <laughs> if I'm gonna mark anything in the room, it should be that. <laughs> uh do they chew random things around the room as well? Or um, you know, funny that, but um, not as they're not as bad as Norway rats, I'd say. Okay. Um, well, I used to, you know, I used to breed Norway rats. Of course, I told you. Mm. So I'd often have them on the sofa next to me, and I still have some shirts where, like, one yeah. side of the shirt has little holes chewed in it. You know. Uh -huh. And every it time we look at that, I'm like, yeah. I'm. <laughs> My parents still have sheets that have little rat um Rat chew right. in it. Yeah, they well, chew these little. These mm. little. I don't. Why do they do that? Why? You know, and mm. it's it, yeah, it's so funny. But um, roof rats really. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, eventually they might chew on something. Um, it you know if you let them, but they don't seem to be as obsessed by it. Okay. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. At least not in your room, anyway. Mm. So would you recommend a roof rat over a Norway rat as a pet now? Or, I mean, other than the fact that you're, um, you're adopting them out, um, yeah. like personality-wise, you like the 
we're fat small now? Well, I think I think if you're really set on getting a baby, um, uh, and and you're not and you're not patient, um, and you're not willing to spend some time socializing, mm-hmm. you should still get a Norway rat. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason is 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 because baby roof rats, they're arboreal, okay, and they're mm-hmm. very quick. And they can jump and climb and do all these things. And basically, if they don't feel like being on you, they're not going to stay on you. And, you know, the yeah, Norway rats, I mean, yeah, you pick it up and it sort of has to stay on you. Um, it's there. Yeah, they can jump down, but they're not as good at it. So um, if you've got a rat that doesn't know you and trust you yet and, and you're not willing to spend the time socializing it and and not willing to put up with the fact that sometimes it's going to jump down and run off, you shouldn't get a roof rat baby. Mm-hmm. Now our, our adults on the other hand are wonderful pets because they, by the time they're an adult, they're already, you know, they know they can jump down, but they don't bother anymore. It's like, why should I do it? It's too much trouble. Come on now. <laughs> you know, just give me a nut. That's all I want. I want a treat. You know, mm-hmm. and they've they've already learned that humans are friendly and and um, they're not they're not timid anymore. They've grown into their uh, I don't know how to put it, but uh, you know what I mean, right? Probably mm-hmm. you know baby animals. They're so vulnerable. You know, anything can eat them and kill them. Um, by the time they're adults, they sort of know. You know, I've lived this long. I'm probably okay. I'm big. I'm strong. It's all right. I'm not afraid of you, you know. Um, so at that point, I would say they're probably better pets than adult, than certainly than adult Norway rats. Because if you get a one-year-old uh, Norway rat, I mean, that, that rat, you know, might only live another six months. Yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm just being honest. Really um, sad, yes. You know, we used to adopt out a lot of our, you know, females and males, you know, once they reached about a year, we, you know, we'd say, well, you're not going to breed them anymore. That's enough. And, you know, I know they didn't live that long. I, you know, it's sad. Um, they they just don't, they just don't live as long as roof rats. People have gotten roof rats mm-hmm. from us and they've had them for like three years after mm-hmm. they'd gotten them as adults from us, mm-hmm. you know, Um so first of all, you know, you're going to have that rat for a good long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and secondly, you know, they're honestly more, I would say they're more, they're more um, attached to their, to their owners. Really? They're more affectionate. Yeah. Oh, they're more, they they're more their playful. Um, they, you know, they just, they just want to be with you. Um, you know, and they, you, you do the thing with the scratching and they're just, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and every time you, you come into the room, the minute they, they know you're there, they're just like right there, you know, it's like, I mean, yeah, I'm here. Let me out, please. I'm begging you. (laughs) You know, it's just so adorable. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm biased. I probably am, obviously, right? Probably, but I've seen your some of your videos on Reddit, and it was just really cute. So yeah, 
I, I like that too. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would I would definitely recommend an adult. And we have we often have a lot of adults, you know, that we want to adopt out because, like I said, we don't want to breed them forever. Mm. You know, at some uh, you know after a year, you know, or or maybe a bit more. Um, you're right. You, you, we want to avoid it too much inbreeding, and to be honest, they, they've earned retirement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't need to work anymore. Go, go live out the rest of your life in mm-hmm. in somebody's home, and they'll take you out every day and play with you, mm-hmm. and you'll have a great life. And that's what yeah. I wish for them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Quite. Um. Anything else you'd like to share about um? Rats that you have well, <clears throat> yeah, I would, I would say, um, right now, um, we, we would like, we would like to have more people, um, you know, that wanted to get our rats as pets or especially more people who wanted to get them for us, from us to breed. Mm. Um, you know, I, I mean, one of my goals is to get, other people breeding them so that at some point I can retire because I can't retire now, obviously we're really the only ones breeding these domesticated yeah. rats. And if we stop breeding them, that's it. You know, they're just, um, they're just going to become another footnote of history. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we want to get them in more people's hands. Um, and I think part of the problem is, is, is shipping rats are, is quite expensive um, so that's a big barrier. And also mm-hmm. because a lot of people uh, don't realize that these guys can be pets. Yeah. They're thought of as pests. Um, they're mm-hmm. often called wild rats or wildies. Every time I post on Facebook, a lot of people are saying, how'd you get that wild rat? So that wild rat. <laughs> I, I was there when her grandparents were born. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't know she's wild. Um, So a lot of it's changing people's hearts and minds, you know, and getting them to think of them in a different way. Um, You know, and I, I mean, after all, I don't, you know, a lot of people probably think that ferrets are wild animals. If you think about it. Basically. Yeah. They think they're vicious. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, and I'm sure that, um, you know, if I was a rat, I'd probably think a ferret was vicious, but <laughs> I don't think mine are very good at hunting. Um, yeah, one of mine would hunt crickets, and that's about it. The rest, I mean, it's illegal to give live food to ferrets um, in Australia. Is it? Yeah, except for crickets. Apparently, oh, that's okay. fine. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, but in other countries, I've seen videos of ferrets just being like, "Nah, that's not interesting to me." And others are like, yep, definitely I'm going to kill that mouse. But, yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, rat, you know, cats Cats are the same. We've got two cats, and one of them, if I showed him my rat, and I have done this, you mm. show him the rat, the cat's like, ah, runs away. Yeah. <laughs> the other cat's like, hmm, that could be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's yeah. So- yeah, don't have so, a pet right if you're going to have cats as well. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you you could do, but you probably don't want to keep them together. Mm. Um, you know, so 
So at the end of the day, you know, as as with you and and you have exotic pets and and ours are a bit exotic as well. A lot of it's just exotic getting people. Pets for sure. <laughs> yeah, special pets, unusual pets. Um, yes. A, a lot of it's a lot of it's you know getting people to to open their minds and their hearts mm-hmm. and actually see what they're like as opposed to having, uh, you know, reading something on the internet or, or, you know, or somebody's told Mm -hmm. them, oh, this is not, you know, this is a wild animal. You can't keep it as a pet, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, find out for yourself what they're like and you might be surprised. Um, They could Mm -hmm. actually be just the pet that you were looking for all your life and you didn't know it. (laughs) They were for me. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting how you go into it, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, how can people find you and get involved in um, the rats? Um, well, <clears throat> well, I do have. I have a um, a Facebook. Um, so we've got a Facebook group. Um, it's um, if you search for pet roof rats. Radis, 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 mm-hmm. you'll find us. Okay. So uh, ha- we're happy to have you. And uh, I've got, right as, as of right now, I believe I've got about 170 uh, uh, members, and a lot of them have gotten rats from us. So um, you can see pictures and videos, and you can ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we do have a website as well, petroofrats.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so please, uh, you know, check them out. And if you're ever in Orlando, well, in, we're in Kissimmee, but it's near enough to Orlando. Um, aside from visiting uh, Harry Potter and Mickey, you can visit some roof rats as well. And uh, we won't charge you nearly as much. In fact, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> so you let people come and just visit and um check them out do you absolutely just just uh give us you know send us a text or give us a call and let us know you're going to drop by and we're happy to have you you know (laughs) and we've got a playroom and you know you could play with them got a lot of friendly rats and who knows you might take one home with you i hope so if i ever come over there and go to disneyland that would be good i'll make a detail for sure <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Bring your bring your ferrets. We'll see if they can be yeah, ferrets. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably not. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. That's a danger zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, mm. I don't I don't imagine that ferret you know, if you think about it, a ferret's kind of built to go into tunnels, isn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't suppose they would have gone after tree rats. Really? I don't know. Um, polecats, which is what they were evolved from by humans, um, they're more arboreal. But is it? Yeah, well, they still like tunnels, but they're better at climbing than ferrets are. But don't ferrets have those wee little legs and stuff? Yeah, they do. <laughs> but um, we had one that we we took her outside and we look away for five seconds, look back, and she's up a tree. It was oh my gosh, like. All right, well, that's okay. You don't have to bring your ferrets here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I also don't think they'd like the long plane ride. That wouldn't be fun for them. Probably. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, thanks so much for talking to me. Um, that was really interesting. I love learning about new pets. 
Oh, thank you so much for, you know, for having me. And um, really, I mean, anytime uh, you, you know, you have some more questions or um, whatever. And yeah, definitely. If you ever, if you ever do make it down here to Florida, please do drop by. And that goes the same to all your listeners. Great. Well, thank you very much. Cheers, Anne. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Fauna Paradigm. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe and share. Talk to you next week.